In this episode of the Blissful Biz podcast, I'm talking to Crystal Gray from Yoga Goddess Academy about taking your yoga teaching online and offering a yoga membership. Crystal has been teaching yoga since 2006. A few years ago, so long before the coronavirus, she started transitioning her business online and now leads online yoga teacher trainings as well as having a membership for those just wanting to deepen their practice. Her Facebook group, the Yoga Goddess Collective, is a vibrant community full of live classes, trainings and support to yoga students while her podcast helps those wanting to become yoga teachers get ready to take a training and learn how to find their own unique voice as a teacher. We talk about her yoga story, why she decided to focus on teaching online and the journey that got her to where she is today. She shares how she was able to build a successful online yoga business and community and tips for how you can too. Crystal is such an inspiration and I can't wait for you to meet her, so stay tuned. Hey there, welcome to the Blissful Biz Podcast. I'm your host, Susanne Reicher, here to help yoga and wellness entrepreneurs build a thriving online business. If you're ready to make a bigger impact and earn money online, you are in the right place. Each week you learn about websites, digital products, social media strategies, and what's working now to build your online business. And now let's get started. Hi, Crystal. I'm so happy that you're here on the Blissful Biz podcast. Welcome. Hi, thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, so great to meet you. So tell us a little bit about yourself and your journey. Oh, well, Suzanne, I mean, that's a long story, but <laughs> I'll try to sum it up. And if you have any other questions, you can try to dig in a little bit deeper. Uh, so yeah, I'm a yoga teacher. I've been teaching yoga since 2006. And I love it. I No, I spent a long time not really knowing what I wanted to do with my life. And then whenever I found yoga, I was like, you know, this might be it. Uh, though whenever I went through my teacher training, I definitely didn't foresee like, what I would be doing now. Uh, I wouldn't have believed it if you would have told me then. So now I focus on leading online yoga teacher trainings and uh, leading a membership as well as a free Facebook group. And I love, love, love doing all three of those things. So that's a little bit about me in a nutshell. I'm a mom, also wife. Um, we have a 20-acre organic vegetable farm. So we live out in the middle of nowhere, about an hour and a half south of Chicago. Wow, that's so amazing. Yes, I looked it up and your Facebook group, for example, is really successful, right? How many people do you have in there? There's close to 6,000 now. I've had it since 2016. Wow, yeah. How long did it take you to really grow like maybe the first 1,000, 2,000 members? Do you remember? I think it started picking up a lot more momentum, probably after the first year, I really started to, what I used my Facebook group for was I started live streaming on this app called Periscope. And then I it kind of started to change a little bit. And I, I felt like I really wasn't connecting with the people that I wanted to be connecting with. And so in my Facebook group, I was like, all right, I'm going to start going live in my Facebook group and just starting to tell a little bit of my story because I... I'm really a big proponent of listening to your intuition and listening to what it's guiding you to do. 
And whenever there's something, it's telling me to do something. And I'm like, oh my God, I don't want to do that. That sounds really scary. I'm like, well, now I know I have to do that. So then I'll, I take that step and listen to it and do it. And so I started live streaming and telling about my story, telling about my struggles with addictions and just being really open and honest because I think especially in the yoga world, but for women in general, we look at people on social media and think that they just have everything together, right? And that, and that their life is just so perfect. And I'm like, you know, that's not true. What we see on Instagram or what we see on Facebook, usually, especially on Instagram, people aren't putting out there like this, the bad stuff, right? The negative stuff, the things that are imperfect. And so I just really wanted to show that that side of myself and say, hey, you don't have to be perfect to be a spiritual person. That's so true. That's so true. And I love that. I also love the name of your business, Yoga Goddess. It's so, um, I don't know, empowering and positive. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Well, if you ask my tribe, they'll tell you I'm definitely positive. I'm, I'm, I've really always been a cup uh, half full instead of a cup half empty kind of person. And, you know, one of the ways that I do that is, and some people might call this, you know, uninformed or whatever, but I really try to stay away from the news and any sort of negativity and things like that, because it's only going to bring me down. And whenever I'm trying to show up for my community and be a source of inspiration and of light and of healing, I want to make sure that I'm in check, that my vibration's in check. And so I really try to I do try to focus on the positive. I don't think that there's any merit in getting stuck in all the, the negative negativity that's going around. That's great. Um, can you tell us more about evolving within your business? Because you've been doing it for so long. I think that's really interesting, for, especially sure. for young, fresh yoga teachers. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, Suzanne, the thing is that I think a lot of yoga teachers, after they take a teacher training, they're like, okay, I take a teacher training. I'm going to teach at a studio. And if, if I'm lucky enough, I'll teach at a studio. That's kind of what, what we think. And then after you've been teaching maybe for five or 10 years, you start to think, well, I guess the next step is maybe retreats, but also usually within there, there's uh, opening a studio especially if there's not tons of studios around where you live. Like for me, I live near smaller towns. And so uh, what I did was I opened a yoga studio because somebody mentioned it to me and I'm like, mm, I've never really thought about it, but yeah, maybe I'll do that because there was no studio in my area. And so I opened up a studio and I had that for a couple of years. And then I just real it did a lot for me. I started leading teacher trainings there I, it gave me so much confidence just as a business owner and as, as a yoga teacher, you know, it really validated me. And, and I needed that in order to get where I'm at now. And so I sold that because I just knew that I wasn't having as loud, as big of a voice as I wanted to have. And I wasn't connecting with as many people as I wanted to. And so after that, that before I sold it, I was like, Oh, I better start something online. You know, I'd had my yoga studio and stuff online, but that's whenever I started my group it was probably, I think it was about the same time before about the same time I sold my studio because I knew I had to create some sort of community. And I knew I was good at creating community because of my having my physical studio. Um, so that's just how it kind of evolved. And then I sold, yeah, I sold my studio. Then I started really listening to my audience and, and finding out what their struggles were. 
And my business took a lot of different iterations. At first, my Facebook group was called like Yoga Diet Detox because I'm just like trying to find anything that'll work. And yoga is a, you know, a popular word. Detox is a popular word. And I'm also a health coach. So I wanted to kind of marry the two. Uh, but then I also realized, you know, I, I don't really love health coaching. I, I liked going through the school. I went to IIN, which is a pretty respective, respected school with health coaching. And, and I liked what it did for me personally. And I think it helped me with coaching and with teaching. But I don't really love helping people like fix their diet or anything like that. It doesn't light me up. I like sharing my recipes maybe and things like that or what I'm eating. So then I'm sorry, I'm trying not to ram- ramble on, but there's so much to say. <laughs> So then I, after I was listening to all their struggles, I wrote a book and it's called Goddesses Part Two. <laughs> Love <laughs> that title. <laughs> the reason why it's called that is A, if you read the title and you're like, oh my God, that sounds so stupid, you know not to read it. I and mean, that's totally fine. If you like the title, you're like, yeah, I want to read it. Then you're probably going to like the book. So it just gets the people right out of the gates who will think it's funny. They can read it. And, uh, yeah, I did that. And then I started really listening to what people wanted from me and what they were telling me I was good at. And cause I think a lot of times we put things out into the world that maybe we think people will be interested in, but they're not. <laughs> and so I think it's really important to listen to what people are telling you that you're good at. And people always told me, Oh, you, you're so good at teaching alignment. You just really have a way of making things like tangible in real world. And so that just gave me more and more confidence to start leading yoga teacher trainings. And I let them in person. I let them, uh, you know, locally in Costa Rica as well. And, and now I'm leading them online. I love it that you um, said that you still just started. You just got started even without having it all figured out and you knowing. You're like, some people get stuck there. I see this so often. And I, I know, and of course it's important. It's what I teach. Yes, you want to have a niche and you want to know your ideal customer and you want to have a plan. But at the same time, you want, don't want to use those elements of building a business to start procrastinating totally. and to get stuck there. So, yeah. yeah, so I love that, that you just, yeah, you just got started and then things changed. Yes. And you learn and you about your audience okay while that. you're doing it. Yeah. You have to be okay with that. You can't wait until, like you're saying, you, it makes you procrastinate if you're like, okay, I'm going to wait until everything's perfectly polished and I know exactly how it's going to go. And then I'm going to put myself out there. You just have to start putting yourself, yourself out there. And I think the more... Like for me, I'm a big proponent of live streaming. I know it's freaking scary. Nobody wants to do it, but do it anyway. And the reason why is because it, well, it helps with your throat chakra for all of you yogis out there, but it really does help build your confidence and it will draw your, your clients to you, the people that really resonate with you. And you'll start to see, oh, that's what I, that's my kind of secret weapon. That's what I really can help people with, you know? You learn so much about yourself too, I think, when you yes, do that, um, about sure. self-love and self-acceptance, because we don't really see ourselves on camera in normal life. I mean, unless you're a yeah. model or right. an actress or something. And yeah, so it was very uncomfortable for me at the beginning too, and still is. And then you think my hair isn't washed and 
<laughs> oh, I have to yeah. put on makeup and no, I but can't. How go. good is that? Right. For, for your, for your people to see you and they're like, Oh, well I resonate with her because she's not completely put together. You know, I, today I have my hair curled and things like that, but I don't always have that. Sometimes I live stream and I don't have my, well, usually I have my eyebrows on. That's like the one thing that I make sure they're beautiful, I do. They're beautiful eyebrows. <laughs> That's the one thing I do is I draw my eyebrows because I naturally have light eyebrows. So yeah, but it's not about waiting until things are perfect. And and by doing this live streaming, it helps you to just to get so much more confident and to find out and to heal. It's really helped me in my healing journey. And uh, to yeah, it, I, I can't say enough about it. <laughs> No, I agree with that. And I think it just gets easier when you do it more often. It's just like with everything. When I remember um, when I taught my first yoga class, how petrified I was. Yes. Before, you know, like then you start and you forget all about it and you're just in the moment. And I think it's a little bit the same with online 100%. streaming and stuff. Yeah, you just yeah, have to get started. Why. I have my yoga teacher trainees, my online students do it. So I make them teach live in my Facebook group. And I'm sure that that keeps some people away from my training. But you know what? When they graduate, they have my name on it. And so I want to make sure that they know how to teach and, and that they are confident teaching. And the only way to do that online for me, yes, we have Zoom and I can see them and we're in our classroom and all that. But to get over those jitters, they have to go out there and teach live because Otherwise, they're going to get all those nerves and be so scared in their first physical class, you know, in their first real life class, which they're going to be scared anyway. But by it's going to be like, oh, you know what? I'm scared, but I know how to deal with this. Mm, right. Yes. So if they've never taught live, then they don't know how to deal with the pressures that come with teaching in person. That's true. That's true. So how do this, how does it work with your online teacher training? Do you have like, is it like, do you have a fixed round all the time and like a fixed yeah. amount of students that you accept. And yeah. And again, this has been through a couple iterations too. So I know a lot of people right now, everybody's kind of running to the online market, but I've been doing this for two years. And so I've really found what works for me. And I've had people say, well, you know, you should really make it into a format where it's evergreen and people can just come on and take it whenever. And I tried that a little bit, but for me, I one of my biggest, I would say selling points, I guess, but one of the things that I really love to do is to create connection with people. Mm. And the, the the reason why people take my trainings and what take, sets my trainings apart is that not only do they have me, but they also have my team of people who have been through my training to help support them. Because I don't know about you, but I bought high priced uh, programs And I think a lot of times people are like, ooh, $3,000, that's very overwhelming to people. But you guys, courses are expensive. I've taken many courses that are a lot, even more expensive than that and for a shorter amount of times. But the thing is, is that you get so much out of them, way more than just a teaching certificate. You know, you build confidence, you learn what you're really passionate about, you learn uh, how to start putting yourself out there. It's just, you get a lot more than, than teaching, but Again, it's it's really about connecting with the students and and helping them. If you are if you support your students, it's way different than just buying a course and being like, "Good luck." You know, I've been in in those courses. You you put down five six thousand dollars and then and then they you don't ever talk to the lead trainer again. Mm. And for me, I feel like so all of you out there that want to do anything online, the more you can support your clients, the more comfortable they're comfortable they're going to be. Even if you don't know what you're doing, sometimes I'll be like, you know, and I tell my clients, listen, 
I'm not the most organized person and I'll be the first to admit it, but it's something that I work on. So actually I try not to say I'm not organized. I try to say I'm working on becoming more organized, right? Ah. So (laughs) yes, I try to say that, but I also hire people to be organized for me. And so they don't just get a program, but they really get a support network. And I think that that's the biggest thing that's missing with teacher training programs. That's missing. And also uh, learning how to teach. You would think that most teacher training programs teach you how to teach, but a lot of them don't. They kind of, here's philosophy, here's the chakras, here's all this. But then they're like, okay, well, how, I have no idea how to teach now. And I've seen so many people come out of programs that don't know what to do with that information. I think so, they're like so much, so often they're about self-development, which is great in transformation, but that's not exactly why you do a yoga teacher training, right? Yeah, yeah, so, that's really yeah. important, but you need to know, if you're going to spend three $3,000, which is mm. about average, on a teacher training, I think you should know how to teach. Yes. I don't know. Call me crazy, but that's just what I think you should be able to have. <laughs> yes, and I love it that you also try to build this community in the online world. I think that's what we're all really seeing, especially now, um, that you can really have really nice, you can build really nice connections just online. For sure. And, I mean, COVID's not replacing real life classes and interactions. It's just adding something. Yeah. And I've really, I've um, seen yoga teachers and I talked to some who said they were really surprised how much they enjoy teaching online. And I um, also saw like a Facebook group where a few teachers said they want to keep it up even when the studios open up again yeah. as an additional income stream. You know, like to stay in touch with people who maybe moved away and, um, you know, not in yeah. the area anymore. And yeah, I think it's just really beautiful. It's, um, um, it's great if you're sort of embracing something new. We can't just like get stuck in the last century and say, no, yeah. this is the way it has been and this is the way it should be. Exactly. And you know, Suzanne, the thing is, I think a lot of people do look down on online, either teaching or learning. But the thing is, is that it's not everybody, it's not going to be everybody's cup of tea. And not every teacher is going to be good at it. I happen to be really good at it. Okay, so and I also love online. I mean, I don't really have anything. So for me, online does kind of replace in person a little bit. And I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. I I mean, most of my best friends, I've met online. And how do I talk to them? I talk to them on the phone. I talk to them through here. And I think it's just about learning how to create and hold that sacred space, even online. And that's a skill that you have to learn. So Mm. the people that maybe really look down on it, they just don't quite know how to do that yet. And you know that's okay. And again, maybe they are just, they want to remain in person and that's that's okay too. There's no right or wrong is the bottom line. (laughs) So how do people find your teacher training, your online training? Is it just word of mouth? Do you advertise it? or? So basically what I do, Suzanne, is I run challenges in my Facebook group. So my Facebook group is called the Yoga Goddess Collective. And really, I funnel everybody into there. So everybody from Instagram, it, usually every everything is leading them to there. And the reason why is because I want people to see the kind of community that I create. And, and not only that I create, but that my graduates, that my community now perpetuates. And I want to, them to see if they feel connected to that community, then they'll know, you know what, I, I, I want to learn a little bit more from her. 
And so that's really where I show up the most and where I engage the most is in that Facebook group. And it's been work for sure. And if you go into different Facebook groups, it's really easy to see the different kind of culture, I guess, that's that's created. You don't really, for example, you don't see people in my group really talking about anything fearful. I mean, like spreading negativity or anything like that. Like even if they kind of are bringing some of that out, then it's not ever in a bad way. It's like, Hey guys, I just need some support with this, you know, and it's not like they're trying to perpetuate it. And then all of us, we go in and we help them get through it. So it's, it's really amazing. I love my Facebook group and I highly recommend that, you know, if there's one thing that you guys can do today to really start building community, even if you're not going to be teaching online, it's going to help you figure out who you want to teach and how you want to teach them and how people like what they want to learn from you. It's basically free market research. How have you structured it? Do you have units that people can um, go in yeah. or welcome video or rules that they have to agree to? Or Yeah, I do have some rules and I ask everybody for their email address when they join. I still do let people sometimes join if they don't give me their email address. I just kind of look at their profile, you know, and make sure that there's no, there's a lot of spam accounts that try to get in and sell their stuff. Uh, I don't really let anybody post any links, any outside links, unless I personally know them really well. Because, you know, and some people get mad about that. But I'm sorry, did you put in, you know, five years of work into this group or four years? No, it's been me. So I'm sorry, but I get to decide what goes up. And so I let my friends sometimes post their YouTubes or things like that. But otherwise, uh, yeah, what I'm doing is challenges. So each month, I usually have a different challenge. And so uh, they're focusing on basically three different kind of target markets. They're all yogis. And my thing is that I'm helping all I'm helping yogis go to the next level, whatever that is. So it might be to deepen their practice. It might be to become a yoga teacher, or it might be to become a better yoga teacher. So for the people that just want to deepen their practice, they can just stay in the Facebook group and learn from there. I do tons of live streams and I've got a set schedule for my lives. I do a training every week. I do a meditation every week and I do a live yoga flow every week. So those are all live. Then if they want to take it a little bit further and build even more community, kind of take it one step further with the community element and the accountability, they can join my $5 monthly membership. So basically what I do with all those lives and everything, I don't believe in creating tons of content. Oh, I've got to create content here and then 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 here. No, I create kind of one thing of content. So those three things are my main pillars and then I repurpose it. Okay. okay. So what I do with those three trainings is that I also record them on my camcorder and with my microphone. So they're better quality. I edit my videos because in the live streams, people are not paying for them. It's free. So I'm like, you know what? My dog might be barking. I got to freaking let him inside. Then I got to let him outside. Then my mom, then my daughter's doing something. Then the laundry, whatever, you know, there's things going on, but Hey, like they're not paying for it. Right. So they still, but they still get it for free if they don't want to do the $5. So then what I do with that content is I edit it and I put it into my membership for the people that do kind of want it all organized. Um, and we have something called Asana Bingo. 
which is a monthly, it's kind of like a game. So they, they get a bingo. If they get, whoever gets a bingo, like they read a spiritual book, they read my book. Maybe they do my yoga flow. They do all these different kinds of tasks. They share, share on social media, whatever. Then they can be in my free masterclass that month. So, I mean, I could go on and on. And I think to people though, this could really be like, oh, there's no way I can do all that, right? It's a lot. But you guys, I did not start doing all this stuff. Like, oh, today I'm going to start leading yoga teacher trainings online. Okay, now I'm just going to do all this stuff. It's a learning process, okay? And so the biggest thing for me is don't create content everywhere. You know, come up with your main things that you're going to do and you can repurpose that content. There's nothing wrong with that. For example, on Wednesdays when I do my live trainings, I take that then I put that on my podcast. Okay. So I'm not creating new content everywhere. And I think that people get scared. Like, well, I don't know what if they see me over there and then I'm over here and then they're seeing me here. Chances are that people are seeing everything you're putting out are very slim. Okay. And if they do, it's just, you're getting into their mind a little bit more and they're going to be reminded about you. So it's not a bad thing. Um, yeah. So I know a lot of yoga teachers love memberships and, um, I mean, probably the first question is, um, you probably get that a lot. Why do people pay for the membership when they get all those great content already for free in your Facebook group? So is it like a different people, different target group, different no, ideal it's customer? Exactly or? The same people. It's exactly the same people, but the people that realize that they love me a little bit more maybe <laughs> um, <laughs> and that they love the community, right? So it's kind of like joining like my inner circle um, and getting a little bit more access to me. But again, it's because the videos are edited right? I'm not going to have my dog walking through. I'm not, I'm going to edit out the parts where I walk up, where I let my dog out. I'm going to edit out the parts where I come up to the camera and maybe look at people's form or anything like that. Um, and the sound is better because I'm using my mic. So that's one reason. But again, then the asana bingo. So those games kind of have gamifying their, their, um, participation, right? So that helps them just to do the practice more. And that's really why they join And Suzanne, I think people might be like, well, why are you only charging $5? I mean, I think I could probably charge more if that was going to be my main thing. But the reason really for my membership is I want people to come to me rather than going to the 50 million or whatever, however many other yoga teachers there are, say on YouTube or, you know, anywhere on their smart TV, wherever I want them to come to me. And so if they're paying $5 a month, they're a little bit more likely to come to me Uh, to take practices with me and I want them to get to know me and and decide if they like me or not and then that way when they are ready to start thinking about a 200 hour teacher training or a 300 hour I'm offering my first 300 hour um, advanced teacher training this fall so I'm super excited about that but then they'll come to me instead of to somebody else because they know that they want to learn and they want to teach similar to how I teach you have like an extra Facebook group for paying members or is it all in the same Facebook group? Suzanne, I don't because I actually have, a, I do have another Facebook group and it's called yoga for beginners at home. So that is a little bit different. That is just more for beginners. And I'm actually hoping that I can get one of my uh, graduates to get that energy up in that group. because I don't have time for all groups. I've got to really focus on the collective. Um, so I'm sorry, what was your question? <laughs> No, because you said, you know, like one of the reasons why people join your membership, like the paying membership is first that they love you more, but then also like for the community. 
Yeah. And so that what oh, that what okay. I was I'm asking what, if you have like a different right. kind of community for okay. them. No, I don't because what I want is for the people in the collective to see how much fun and how much like how the people that are in the membership are getting held accountable to practice. Because that's really why anybody joins a group is well to learn about yoga, to learn maybe the the deeper teachings of yoga, which I which I like to teach and how to bring yoga off of the mat and into your life, but how to do more of it. They want to do more of it. So whenever I have the people that are in my paying group, go into the Facebook group and say, hey guys, I'm in the Yoga Goddess Academy, $5 monthly membership. And this this week, I, dis- I declared to the universe, I'm practicing four times this week and whatever. And then I have them come in there. And, and so I kind of give them like a little bit of what to say, like the copy, they can basically copy and paste it into the group. So then that builds up awareness of the membership. Okay. Yeah, I get it. That's beautiful. So what tips would you, um, could you share with someone who's really interested in starting a membership and where would they get started? How okay. Did you- Well, what I would say is start a Facebook group. Unless you already have a niche, you know who you want to teach, you know, you know what you want to help them solve. But I would start a Facebook group around what you think that is. Okay. So it's like, if you are a yoga teacher, you're a health coach or you're, you're Reiki practitioner, whatever. A lot of times people like, well, yeah, I can help everybody. I want to help everybody with everything. Right. But instead if you can really try to narrow it down, especially now because the market is flooded, right? Everybody's coming online. You need to really set yourself apart with what exactly you help people with. So say you want to help new moms with babies under the age of six months to start getting their pre-baby body back so that they feel sexy again, so that they remember who they are besides being a mom. I don't know, but really getting clear uh, as to what you're helping them. They're, they're at point A and you want to help them get to point B. So really getting clear on what your, their point A is and what that point B is, because I think in the beginning, we think that that's cutting ourselves off at the knees. But really, you are going to resonate. They're going to be like, oh my God, she gets me. You know, I, I haven't felt sexy in months and I just feel like a slob and I feel so lazy and I just, I don't have any friends anymore. Whatever, get into what those pain points were. I'm speaking to me, I guess, whenever I was a, a newer mom. Um, really getting into those pain points because people are going to be like, yes, that is who I want to teach me. And then you can talk about your struggles in that area. I think it's important to choose something where you have been before, right? So instead of just choosing, you know, I help women lose a hundred pounds or more. Well, have I ever done that? No. People are going to resonate with someone who has actually lost 100 pounds or more rather than with me. Even if, you know, even if I'm not, Yeah. So I, I definitely, that's what, that's what I would start. Start a Facebook group around that. And then ask questions, ask questions, ask questions, tons of questions. It's free market research, right? So give value, but also ask questions and don't give up. That's my, that's my biggest thing. I think too often people think, oh, well, she was an overnight success or whatever. That doesn't usually happen. What Every happens? Facebook group starts with zero people, like right? so. Even if you see someone having a Facebook group with six thousand people, you didn't get started there. 
Exactly. And I remember when I started my Facebook group, it's now over 7,500 members. But I think the first year it felt like it was only me talking to myself. Exactly. So. Exactly. And so, yeah, sure. You can even ask, just ask silly questions like, or not silly questions, but easy questions. What's your favorite yoga book? Uh, you know, where do you, what's your favorite yoga mat? Just kind of asking questions like that to start getting people used to answering. And I used to do tons of polls, but polls don't, they help you a lot and they're very easy for people to answer. So you can start with those. But then also I would suggest once people get kind of warmed up to doing that, start asking like A, B, or C, you know, so let me know in the comments, is it A, B, or C? Because then that starts the engagement. And then that tells Facebook, Hey, this group is a group that people might want to join because people are active in there. I feel like Facebook doesn't show po polls anymore in the organic reach in the Facebook. I just did one and I mean, 7,500 members, right? And I think two people voted in the poll. It was like, what? Huh. <laughs> and nobody saw it. It's so weird. So yeah, I think it's a smart idea. And I, I think I saw that in some really successful Facebook group as well. She recommended doing it. Yeah, just like you said, like asking a question and then asking them to add it to the comments, the answer. Mm -hmm. And can I say one more thing, Suzanne? I think it's important for people to believe in themselves right now. I think they're always like, well, once I get there, then I'll be good enough. Once I get my, my, every, my, all of my emails perfected, then I'll be ready to go. Once I get this, just like we were talking about in the beginning, right? Just start today. Just start. I mean, that, like, that's yes. where you get there. You're perfect. You're already know enough. You just need to know a little bit more than your students. And exactly. yes. that's it. You don't need to be an expert. And if somebody asks you a question that you don't know, I think that that's like everybody's worst fear as a newer yoga teacher. What if somebody asked me something that I don't know? And it's like, listen, we can't know the answers to everything. It is freaking, it's impossible. So what you could say is, you know, that's a really good question. Let me do some research or let me ask my teacher and then I'll get back to you on that. Yes. Yes. I love that. And, um, yes, I love have, like you have everything in place with your Facebook group and your membership and your teacher training. So what are your plans? What are my plans? Well, I really, I do love leading retreats. I love doing that kind of stuff, but I think for a little while I am going to focus on the online yoga teacher training solely because I love doing it. Like I said, I'm really good at it. We meet live every Sunday for three hours and that's where we really practice teach. And then I also have other classes throughout the week that people can join with my graduates that are, are really proficient in alignment and sequencing and cueing and everything like that. Um, but actually what I'm doing is I am working on something that I've wanted to work on forever, which is acting. So I'm taking acting classes online and just kind of focusing on, on things other than yoga. <laughs> you know, like I've got the meditation down, I've got the visualization down, I've got yoga down, I've got exercising down. And I think I was always kind of looking to like, what's the next spiritual thing I can do? And then I was like, you know, I've always wanted to act. And I always ask my students to do things that scare the crap out of them. And I'm like, I'm not doing that anymore. Retreats don't scare me. Teacher trainings don't scare me. I mean, and not to sound cocky, of course, I get some nerves, you know, but and I'm not arrogant, but it's not making me grow in the same way. So I need to show them, hey, look, 
I'm asking you to get out of your comfort zone and I'm going to get out of mine as well. And so, yeah, that's what I'm doing. And besides, oh, besides that. That's really inspiring. And do you, you doing that online too? Or is this more like yeah. a, a... So yeah. inspiring. Yeah, great. Thanks. And yeah, I'm really yeah, excited. You can still enjoy yeah, your little, okay, I don't want to sound um, lost in translation, country bubble. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And every, have still everything like the word and everything you want to do. Don't, yeah, don't. That's um, the amazing experience. thing about technology. I mean, I we're not disconnected. The world is a lot smaller now. And you know, I love living on the farm. I love it. And now it's like I live in the farm in the city, you know, because I've got the best of both worlds. I mean, who wouldn't want four greenhouses full of organic lettuce? You know? <laughs> I don't know. I'm pretty freaking lucky, right? <laughs> and I've got a huge bag of kale. I walked in like Santa Claus. I've got a huge bag of organic kale in my refrigerator. So, <laughs> you know, I can't complain. And um, how do you manage to um, tune off, like not spending all your day in front of the computer? Do you have like one piece of work-life balance advice that you can share? Yeah. yeah. So what I really try to do is I try to get on Facebook just a few times throughout my day. This It's a little bit different whenever, like right now I'm I'm gearing up for another challenge. So this challenge is marketed towards people wanting to become yoga teachers. So this is going, then I'm going to show them, Hey, okay. If this, this challenge to help you get from point A to point B, right? Well, you're in luck because I've got my 200 hour yoga teacher training. And that's no surprise. They all know that that's coming. Um, and so, and, and so, yeah, I, sometimes I'm on a little bit more often, but I'm not just constantly scrolling through Facebook and I don't even, you know, people ask me, did you see so-and-so's post? I'm like, no, because I'm never on there just like mindlessly scrolling. I'm on there just to answer, you know, notifications and comments and things like that. But I think the biggest key is to choose maybe morning, noon, and night, three time, three or four times a day when you get on social media and look at it. it because it's otherwise, it's too easy to just be on it all day long. You kind of have to set up those parameters. And then my other tip would be, you know, I don't check it until I wake up, I do 40, 45 minute meditation, then I do 15 to 30 minutes of visualization, then I spend half an hour writing my next book, then I'll look at my, then I'll look at my social media. Because I feel like if you, if you wake up and you just automatically start looking at everything, then that's how your day is going to go. But if you wake up and have set it up with intention and you visualize how your day is going to go and how your life's going to look it's going to be a completely different kind of day. Mm, yes, I love that. I'm I'm not there yet. I'm not doing that. I know everybody, every coach, every miracle morning book keeps telling you that I'm working up to it. <laughs> well, maybe you're an, are you a night person? Um, no, no, no. I'm a morning person. I, walk, I wake up early, but um, yeah, I have a quick look at my emails. Not so much social media, and but then I put it away and then I meditate and have a tea and all that. Yeah. Yeah. I just, for, and maybe that works for you and it might, but just for me, I know that it puts things in my head and then I can't, I can't get into that state that I want to be in as easily. Mm. It's probably, yeah. Sometimes it works better than other times. It's, I <laughs> should get, I should work on that. <laughs> I think. Well, thank you so much for your time today and for sharing your story and expertise. It was really, really inspiring and really cool to learn more about you and your journey. So where can people go to learn, um, yes, to find you online? 
Well, they can definitely go to the Yoga Goddess Collective Facebook group, but also they can go to HTTP. For some reason, the S isn't working. So just HTTP, you know, and then all the www, theonlineyogaacademy.com. Okay, great. And I'll add that to the show notes. Thank you. So thank you, Crystal. Thank you so much. It was really, it was really fun. It was my pleasure. Okay there. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the podcast with Crystal Gray. Maybe learned a thing or two and feel inspired to grow your own beautiful yoga community. Thanks for listening and I talk to you again next week. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Blissful Biz Podcast. If you like the show, please leave a review on iTunes. This would mean the world to me. And of course, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast to never miss a new episode. To learn more about how to work with me one-on-one, -on -one, my courses and membership, or to get instant access to freebies, workshops, and more, go to susannereicher.com right now. Thanks for tuning in and see you next time. Hey there, interrupting for a short announcement. I'm hosting a virtual bootcamp to help you kickstart your online business from May 6th to May 10th, and I would love to see you there. It's the make your first or next $5,000 online bootcamp, and you can save your spot for this free virtual event when you go to my website, susannereicher.com forward slash bootcamp. That's S-U-S-A-N-N-E-R-I-E-K-E-R.com forward slash bootcamp. I'm going to go live every day from Monday to Friday with a live training on how to elevate your vision, choose your profitable niche, amplify your content, nail down your signature offer to make your first or next $5,000. I can't believe how freaking fun, valuable and powerful this virtual event is going to be. You'll get five live stream trainings, all of the recordings in case you can't make it live or need to leave early, access to my new community, the Midlife Biz Hive, including tons of additional trainings for you to dive in, the chance to ask any questions in our calls or in the community. It'll be amazing. This event is a real game changer, whether you're just starting out or you've been at it for a while, but feeling a bit stuck around the maybe $2,000 to $3,000 monthly mark. If you're eager for more and ready to figure out the online business puzzle, this is the perfect place to kickstart your journey to bigger and better results.